Hello and welcome to another episode of Manifestation Mastery. I am your host, Sterling Meyer. I am the founder of Get Your Life Now and the creator of the AOM system, Manifestation Mastery in 30 Days. That's what I do. That's what I love to do. And welcome to the show. I want to let you know about my guest tonight. However, before I start every show, you know, I tell a little manifestation, magical, miraculous story. And this one truly is, I believe, because I lived it. But uh, tonight's show is going to, my guest is going to be Jason Thompson. He is the co-founder of the Australian Retreat Authenticity and now he is an entertainer, a global entertainer. So before I bring him on, and I'm so thrilled to have him because listen, this this guy, I mean, oh God, talk about inspiring, talk about motivating, talk about extraordinary. I mean, I I, it, I can't wait. I'm gonna dive right in in a second, but just let me let me just get started really quickly by telling you about this story. Now, the other day. I had a day that was so incredibly trying. I mean, and we've all had those days, right? Where, you know, everything seems to be against us. Everything seems to be working not in our favor. We just have what I call those curveballs that kind of come out of nowhere. They come flying through the air. They kind of knock you sideways. And then here comes another one. And then here comes another one. Here comes another one. And just the day never ends like that, right? But I've got to tell you the secret. My day was full of obstacles, right? But it was an amazing day. It was an extraordinary day. And everything was beautifully, beautiful results came about it. Everything got completed as intended. Everything worked out perfectly. And I have to tell you, even the process, even the experience of it was incredible. I mean, it was even amusing and it was like fascinating and I felt like I was like living a movie and it was actually great experience wise. But I'm going to tell you the key to this and the reason why the results were exactly as intended and the experience was phenomenal and actually fun was because I didn't make anything wrong about the situations, about the challenges, about the circumstances. Instead, I identified it as something to handle, something to manage. Who am I going to be about the circumstance? And what action am I taking to transform it, to be a cause in the matter, just to uh, realign that which is out of alignment? to support what I want to cause happening. And this is why the experience and the outcomes were exactly perfect. So that's it. It's really simple. The problem is that we've been complicating things so much when we really don't have to. We keep complicating everything, guys. What we haven't realized, some of us haven't realized is that life is actually simple. Life is simple that we're the ones bringing all the complications to it. And when we start to realize that and we start to give that up and we start to put into practice the simplicity of living, just like I explained, there was only a couple of steps that I took, right? As soon as we do that, 
you feel like heaven on earth, you feel like you've opened up a whole nother portal to living that you didn't even know that you didn't know could and does exist. So boy, that was a mouthful, but I think you got it. And, um, I want to welcome you to the show. Um, and I want to welcome my guest. So Jason Thompson, my guest is here with us and you know, we're going to have a discussion about how to stop complaining and start living. I mean, so many people, I've heard so many people say, Oh God, if it wasn't for COVID, I'd be in the gym. If it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't got off track or I'd have a job or I'd be happy or I'd be dating or I'd be in relationships or I'd be having, doing fun things or you know, the list goes on and on. And who can't relate to this? I know a lot of you guys can relate to it. So that's why I'm giving you this incredible welcome to be here. You're in the perfect place. And this show is going to be transforming. So Jason, welcome, welcome, welcome. And welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Sterling. What an introduction. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> well, yes, uh, you know... I think people can either choose to get better or bitter with the circumstances that, that come their way, you know, and everything happens for reasons as well. And, and you know, life gives us what we need based on our, our core belief systems and what our, you know, core purpose and desires are. And sometimes we go off down these paths, I know for myself, and they go, oh my goodness, what's going on? But, you know, you had to go through that to get to the ultimate outcome of which you're actually putting out for on a, on a deeper level, on your, you know, which is archived a lot in our belief systems, you know. So sometimes we get these challenges, but it's how we deal with them and take a breath and we think, well, this might be part of the purpose of my, you know, greater desire or greater outcome. And sometimes you've been pulled back. Sometimes you've been, you know, sped up a bit sometimes. So you just got to go with the flow. Yeah. That's so true. You know, I remember you shared a really great, a really great story with me. I remember you said that, uh, and I, I can't wait for you to tell me again. You said you had so many obstacles when it, when it came to actually relocating from your native land, Australia, to mm. the U.S. And tell, tell me more about that because I just love this story. Like nothing was really in your nothing was in your favor nothing was easy nothing was no but tell us how you made that happen and what were your circumstances and what were your challenges or your obstacles and how did you overcome them well i i mean i had a desire to come to america because i'm an entertainer i mean after doing this health retreat um i i realized that my my purpose was to actually be on a bigger scale and even though I worked three years on it with my wonderful friend Gregory Damascus, who was a naturopath and psychotherapist at the time, so I thought I was going to be doing it for, doing it for longer, but um, circumstances just revealed to me that um, you know I, my purpose was to um, help launch it, help birth it and get it going, and then I had to move on and go back to what I was doing before I did the health retreat, um, was to entertain, but I... I wanted to do it on a more of a leverage thing, so you know, in front of big audiences rather than one-on-one -on -one and the more intimate sort of counselling or dealing with people. But so I, I then decided, you know, I wanted to um, come to America. So I put that um, out there to the universe, and I just knew in my heart 
doesn't matter how long or where, it, it, how long I get there, but it's like you're anchored to that. Like an anchor on a ship, you anchor it, and then, you know, you might have storms that, you know, sway you left and right from that anchor, uh, but you pull yourself into that final outcome, and you just know that you know that you know, um, and that's why you sometimes, you, I mean, you need to have that faith that you're going to be somewhere, and it doesn't matter, people might go, oh, you're not going to go there, and oh, you know, but you go, no, I'm, I'm going there, so you just keep holding that uh, in your soul, in your, in your spirit, and eventually it, it, you pull yourself into it, you know, so, um, so I, I, I went into the green card lottery, and I, you know, paid this fee that, you know, they said you, you get three turns, three chances, and they redo it all for you for the next year. You know, you don't have to reapply. And they tick off all the boxes because sometimes people can not get into it because you ticked off something incorrectly. But anyway, long story short, I the first year nothing, second year nothing, and I thought, mm, I didn't want to give up. And I thought, no, I'm still going no matter what. And then the third year I got a phone call that you've won. So I basically then apply because when you win the lottery, by the way, you it doesn't just give you a ticket, it just gives you a case number to apply. So if you've got a criminal record or all the requirements that you have to tick off, you have to you know, adhere to that and then you can, you know, you've got to get approved. So I was approved after that and I was on my way. So I basically came here um, without any friends, knowing anybody, without a, no job, no car, not a house, not a couch to sleep on at a mate's house so you can find a place. I came straight here, got my temporary green card at the customs which was the instruction and then I went straight to a hotel and I'm still here after 10 years later so a lot of people wouldn't do that especially I'm a bit of a late bloomer I'm not going to tell you my age but it, <laughs> I basically came here believing that it was all going to work out so a lot of people wouldn't even do that they're going to oh, actually going to a job no I just my job is my my purpose and I've always believed that the purpose in life for all of us is to have a purpose and to flourish with that purpose, much like the plant kingdom, you know. And once you understand what your purpose is, you know, you know, like an apple tree or banana tree or peach tree or cherry tree or it could be actor, dancer, scientist, teacher. So when you know what your thing is, that's your, you know, your your belief system and that's your core belief system, which is always archived in our, in our subconscious and it's almost like your default setting. So when you hold on to that, it doesn't matter if the storms come or that day that you were saying you had, sometimes you get challenges, but they're part of it too, because sometimes when you ask for something, be careful what you ask for, because you might ask for this certain outcome, but then you didn't realize you had to go right, left and right, far right, and go through this, all these challenges, including sometimes you might have a flat tire or you know something happens, but that might be the universe pulling you back and sometimes you go a bit fast, and you go, you know, to to get into the into that synchronicity or that timing, because timing is essence, as you know. So sometimes when things happen, you might be going, "Oh, we're we're running ten minutes late." You know, we're supposed to be there. So, well, hang on, that could be a blessing. It might be saving you from, you know, that accident that was just over there, and that would be, you know. So sometimes it's a blessing when you're being pulled back or being pulled forward too much. So you've just got to trust in the the total outcome that. This is all part of the the process because if you're freaking out with what is in that moment, and then then you're not aware because then when uh, the opportunity comes that's in alignment with your purpose, you could miss it because you're getting all too flustered with oh my god, look at this, look at this. Just go with the flow and realize this could be part of the part of the plan. Even though you think a, a flat tire, how can that be part of my ultimate outcome? But it might be because 
you might need to meet that certain business partner or even your own loving partner. You know, because synchronicity is, 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 is key in this thing too in, in life. There's the law of timing too. There's the law of, you know, the synchronicity of life. You know, there's a law of attraction, the law of, you know, intention, but there's a law of rhythm, which is the timing. Just like when you plant a seed, you've got to plant them on a full moon when you follow the lunar calendar. Just like with musicians, you've got to jump in on the full... The, you know, there's a full quaver and the half quaver, and there's a full moon and there's a half moon. And So timing is very the essence, just like Halley's Comet comes around each time perfectly. If we sped up Halley's Comet, it would be like a second hand going tick, tick, tick. It comes around exactly the same time. So when you understand your purpose, because... Uh, when you have the peace, you have the power. But if you get too flustered, you, I find that you can actually distract yourself and then, you've, then you are out of alignment, you know? Yeah, and that's a really good point because, you know, we, we, we don't realize that timing plays a part. However, what's interesting is that, the, you know, like, and I'm going to say it in a different way, is that when you're authentically living your life, consciously creating your life, then everything does come into fruition right on time at the right time, mm -hmm. not your timeline, but the timeline that the universe knows best that aligns with your intention. Mm -hmm. So you get the outcome. It comes when it's perfectly planned. It's something that goes over timing goes over and beyond what we can understand with our little brains you know, there's, you know, I've, I've had lots of clients, in fact, and one of the common things that people talk about with timing are women. Now, women come to me and they say, what do I do? You know, I'm 30, I'm not married, I want to have a family, I want to have children, I'm going to run out of time, things like that. These are concerns of them that they have. Um, and, and I get it. I mean, I understand where they're coming from. But what I'm here to do is kind of help them to understand what to do about timing or not really taking it into consideration, but more so clarifying a vision. Get clear on what it is that you want and be able to stand in that, in that place, live as if it's already so, and the timing will fall into place. But when mm. people get caught up by this thing called limitations and constraints called timing, such as an example that I gave, I was like, oh, I'm getting older, you know, I have to have children now and this kind of thing. My biological clock's over. And yeah. But then and they, can, they can actually then put fear into it. That's right. That blocks them mm. from actually happening. And, then, and then in that mode of fear, there could be actually that person who's walking past, which is the person that's meant to be in your life, but because you're clouded, it's like you're driving around with dirty windscreens, you're not seeing properly. So if you put fear into it, it's like dirty windscreens and you're not going to see your, your partner walking past and, and maybe he's, the universe is sending him, I gotta see, she's not listening, she's clouded, I've got to send him past again and then you might not see him again in the third time. So you could be actually missing and sabotaging by putting fear into things, I find. So you've got to take a deep breath because love casts out all fear, but fear can cast out all love. And the love is, you know, the things coming into your life too that are going to serve you and give you the results that you want, you know. But you've got to be careful what you wish for too because, you know, maybe you're not meant to have children. Maybe you're just following the script of the peer group pressure. I mean, I'm not going to have a kid like everybody else. You've got to really find out what your purpose is because if you're anchoring in, in, 
anchoring yourself into something because it's just what people do, but maybe it's, you know, it's not your calling, it's not your purpose. And it's, it's like we say in Australia, you're pushing shit up here with a razor blade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and it's like... Long you, ways, by the way, not the, not the, the horizontal. The mother's pressuring. When am I going to be a grandmother? When are you going to have kids? You know, they, they're hearing that perhaps. They're being influenced by all of their friends. They feel like they're already ahead of them and they want to be in step mm. and all of these concerns. And they're really looking at it in the you know in an inappropriate way that's taken them off of their course off their mm. divine course that they're on and they're unable to live a magical yeah. miraculous life exactly. they're blocking themselves and i can't tell you how many friends i have whose parents were 50 50 and had them mm. And when you look back, you could see the perfection because 2020 is hindsight. When you look back, you see that it's perfect that she had this child at 50, you know. Mm -hmm. But, right, so so who's to say that that's not going to happen? In fact, my aunt, my very aunt had a child at 50, you know. So, and I have lots of friends. So, you know, we've got to get out of what we think is supposed to be. We are unique. We are living Mm. our unique life. If every single person wrote an autobiography, no two books would be the same. And stop comparing. Exactly. You know, because you're keeping up with the Joneses or, oh, this is what you've got to do as a woman. I don't feel complete. Or or as a man, too, you know, I've got to do this and this. And there's so, so many things that we... We, we put on ourselves, but it's not really in alignment with, with our true purpose. That's why you've got to get, not in your head, but in your heart. And I mean, it's, I always use the plant kingdom. I love the plant kingdom, you know. If you're an apple tree, you don't try and be a banana tree because bananas are what the Joneses are doing or bananas are on the front page of the, of the magazine. So I've got to be cool. Lady Gaga's wearing bananas. So if I steal her bananas, which is like a, an example for your gifts and your talents and your fruits... So whether you're a banana tree or peach tree or cherry tree, or you can be an actor, dancer, teacher, scientist, you know, you've really got to tap in to find out what your purpose is. And then you flourish, just like the plant kingdom. When you're flourishing, people come up and go, oh my God, look at these juicy fruits. Do you want a job? We need those. But if they've all got holes or, you know, petals missing or, you know, it's all damaged because you're not really in alignment, then people are not going to want to pick your fruit. You're not authentic. You authentically you mm. nobody wants a second class banana well but <laughs> second it, rate invitation but banana can, but it's not even coming from the sap it's pinned on because you've stole it from someone else and you're pinning on the tree which are all dying in a couple of days but when something's authentic it's connected to the vine or the tree or whatever and it's coming from within where a lot of people are living outward in instead of inward out like the trees the sap comes from the roots and blossoms and then the blossoms turn into fruits and it's all, and it's it's easy. It shouldn't be hard and heavy. It should be light and easy. If it's hard and if it's too hard, then you, it's like again, you're pushing shit up here with a razor blade. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm talking the long way of a razor blade, <laughs> not, not the flat way like a trowel. It's not pleasant. It's like yeah. you're not going anywhere, and it's like and you're getting frustrated, you know, because it's, you're not seeing the results, and, and it's not serving you. Because at the end of the day. All these things that we talk about, whether it's your desire or your purpose, even if it's a government making a system for a society, it's got to serve and it's got to give results. If it's not serving you and giving you results, you know, you've got to look at it 
I'm not talking about sometimes you've got to keep the faith and you're not going to get the fruit for a while, but you know you're, you're growing in the right direction. And things take time too. Look at the plant kingdom. When you plant a grape seed, you don't get grapes for three years. Then you've got to lay the wine down. So you're not getting your wine for five years. So you're not getting your money or your fruit on your business or whatever until later. So you can't. we're in a world where it's so instant gratification. I want it now. I want it now. Drive through the second window. Bing, microwave. I like slow food. I like things that take time. And look at the the rhythm of nature, going back to synchronicity and the law of rhythm again. It's like you don't jump in too early when you're a muso. You're going to crash, bang, crash. You've got to wait for it and you know when to jump in and you know when it's there. So don't put fear into things because you could miss that, that jumping in, you know. Mm-hmm, that things take time. Absolutely. You know, when it comes to people and, and these times that they're living in, and it's so many people complaining, you know, even my mother complaining, oh, if it wasn't for COVID, I never would have gotten off my workout routine and I wouldn't be so stiff and I wouldn't be like feeling so funky and all this stuff. And I was like, mom, what are you talking about? I mean, you have YouTube and Jane Fonda, who's your age. Why don't you guys work out, be workout buddies here. Here's the channel. Oh, I, I, you know, it's like, I didn't know that. It's like, you could have found this. But you're blaming COVID. Mm -hmm. You're giving COVID your power. You're Mm -hmm. saying, I can't do this because COVID's bigger than me. And I got to tell you something, and I've told lots of people, probably haven't said it on the radio show, but I've told all my friends and family, COVID doesn't factor into my life. There is not one thing at all, one thing at all that has stopped me when it comes to living my life. And... You know, COVID has never factored in. And I'm going to say that again, and I'm saying it with like a bold print underline. It never has. Mm. So I I really want to speak to those people out there that feel like they don't get to live their life or do the things that they want to do. And by, you know, having this conversation. So what is it that you can share with us about that? And how is it... Do you feel like that your whole life is stopped? Are you miserable and stopped in life? Are you just sitting there on the couch or what? Mm. You know, I'm asking you, yeah, go ahead, take it away. There's one thing I've always said in my life to myself, because I talk to myself. <laughs> it's good, you're not crazy when you talk to yourself, by the way. It's self-parenting, basically. That's right. There's, a, there's an old saying I'd hear by, there's nothing permanent except change. Change is always there, like, so this has changed our lives a lot, but sometimes life is, you know, change is good. Like you change the CD, change the music, change your underwear, change, change the conversation, change the seat, you know, where you're sitting, you know. You can't just be like sitting in one place. Things always happen, like a tsunami could come, there could be an earthquake. Could... Things happen, but it shouldn't, it might distract us for a while, because of course if there's a big earthquake in Los Angeles, it was all going to be a bit of an inconvenience and could, could put my... Um, purpose on hold a bit but if I'm still doing what my purpose is even if I'm you know in the midst of something I'm still going to be doing it like I'm an entertainer and I've been reduced to I I mean I've hosted the Google's Christmas parties you know and I travel around the world as a as a comedian and a character MC uh, and singer and so forth but you know now I've all I have to mix it up so I mean I don't like, you know, necessarily 
losing my large crowds because of COVID. But, but you're still working. You're still fulfilling still your working. purpose. But I, exactly. But I have to adjust and go with the flow. You know, like, for instance, I've, I've been, I'd say, reduced to, but, you know, in comparison to huge big crowds, like, you know, 900 people for, for dinner or something like that I'm hosting, down to, you know, me just, I'm doing singing telegrams. I, that's the only title most people know out there when they search. But I'm a, like high end, I'm not just like a monkey in a suit now, but I've had to do that. But the show must go on, as they say in my industry. So oh, what's happening out in the collective consciousness at the moment, because people think, oh, maybe we can just get a singing telegram because they can be socially distinct at the front of our house, you know, and just surprise someone and cheer up someone with a singing telegram. So I've had to go do that, which I've always thought was the the B-grade part of entertainment, but, you know, that we need singing telegram people too. But I'm high-end. Imagine, like, someone like, you know, Michael Bublé doing singing telegrams. It's a, it's but a notch. But you've done Zoom events too. I know, but I'm, what I'm saying, even the, even the singing telegrams, I feel good because I'm making someone happy. I've shared them up. Someone surprised them with it. And, I'm, and, I, and all my friends said, oh, my God, you're just getting on with it. You know, I'm still doing what my purpose is, even if I was not getting paid. Just like the guys in the Titanic when it was sinking, they went, oh, well, let's just keep playing, guys. The musos kept playing, not for money, but they're doing what their purpose is, even in the midst of possibly knowing you're going to die. They're not going, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm gonna... And why don't we play? Oh, I'm not going to play, I'm going to die. You know, but no, they said, come on, let's just keep playing to calm everybody down. And they played until they drowned. So you still do your purpose, but then you... At the end of the day, we're all going to die of something. So you can just, even if you're going to know you're going to die, but then if you believe in, you know, life after death and, you know, this is just one dimension, you know, you don't, I don't fear death either because if you do, that could block your purpose too. So just do what you're born to do, like the trees, you know, that flourish. And then when you're flourishing, people come up and taste your juicy fruits and you go, oh my God, you want a job? Come to our party. You know, opportunity comes because you are resonating and you are flourishing with your purpose. And when you're in alignment with your purpose, you get out of bed. You don't have to go, oh, tell me why I don't like Mondays. Tell me why. And then it's, thank God it's Friday. Then it's, tell me why I don't like Mondays. Friday, Mondays, Fridays. But it's, thank God it's two-day for me because I'm actually doing my purpose. Even if I just have to do that small little entertainment job when I know I'm used to doing in front of thousands, but the show must go on and you do whatever it takes to keep it going. And I've been surviving off of singing telegrams and now there's videograms. So I'm zooming in on surprising events and I'm doing my characters. You know, I don't know if people know what I'm doing, but I'm an impersonated comedian. So I host events in characters. Like I do Austin Powers, the Queen of England, Dame Edna, Steve Irwin. So I'll do characters which I probably won't do now. Tell us your website while you're at it. Oh, it's... Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Always a plug, isn't it? Um, It's jasonthompson.net. That's J-A-S-O-N-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N.net. So anyway, you'll see what I do there. But the point is, you know, you're doing what you're born to do, even in trials, trying trying times like COVID, but you've got to mix it up. Now people are, you know... I'm doing these live Zoom. I mean, I had to do a gig for someone. It was like a one-man show in my house because I've got a red curtain in my house before COVID. So I've got a... It was for someone's mother and she was in Palm Springs and she wanted to cheer up. She was from New York and she couldn't go see her. So I come in on a... You know, it was either Skype or Messenger or WhatsApp, but this was just a one-on-one, so it wasn't a Zoom. So there was this one little lady through my little phone 
with a one-man show. I had a one-man audience with a one-man show, you know, but I, I got paid money for it, you know. So I was cheering her up. So whether it was one person or, you know, 500 people, I've just got to do what I do. I, rather, and some people might go, oh, am I going to perform until I get back to the crowds? It might not be back for a while. So you've just got to make the most of it, be resourceful, and use what you've got around you and to keep doing what your purpose is. Yeah, it comes down to purpose. It really does, which is it like does. living your intention, living your purpose and not letting anything stop you. That's the common denominator between all extraordinary people. I remember I heard this story, which I really love. It always stuck with me over the years, and it's an old story. But Ed McMahon, who was the sidekick to Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show, and some of you guys are probably even saying, who? what's an Ed McMahon? Is that like an Egg McMuffin? <laughs> but no. <laughs> or Johnny Carson, for that matter. But here's the story. He lost his son tragically, and... In, you know, instantaneously. It was, it was a shock, right? But they said to him, he had to go and film a commercial and the producer said, we know this is tragic news and we know you must be devastated. Do you want to film this on another time? And he said, no. And he said, I will be there. You can count on me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because he didn't care about his son because he lived by integrity, by his word, with integrity in his life. And he showed up and he knew people were counting on him. And he knew that he needed to be there and to show up powerfully for everybody else. And then on his time off, he grieved for his son. Well, that's again, the show must go on. I had to do that once. I I was doing Austin Powers for a big corporate. And it was like, I was backstage, had my... You know, Austin girls, and I had a. I was about to go on in ten minutes, and I had to be all pay <laughs> me over, hey, be all happy. And I had a phone call from my mother. Nana died. Boom. And I had to make a decision. No, I could go. Oh, and, you know, of course they probably would have understood. I can't go out there because my Nana's died. But they're all waiting for me. You know, big show. So I had to compart, be a grown up, comp- get my act together, and. I had to then say, I'm doing this for you, Nan, and I'll grieve later. And I felt it. I'm getting a bit emotional. I just think about it. And I, and I, I, I did it. I went out there and I, the only way I could deal with it, she had, there was these two big balloon displays on the side of the stage, massive balloons. So I just grabbed it as a misdirection and grabbed the base of it, you know, the strings. And I ran around going, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. And I was actually, little did they know, then I let the balloons go. It was like my way of saying, see you later, Nana. That was my quick grief. But everyone's all going, ha, 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 from the outside. Look at Austin, he's doing that. And then it, it was my thing that made me cope with it. But I also turned it into, and Nana would love, and that's what Nana would want. But the show must go on. But it was so funny, because some people would get all angry. You've got to always be careful. You don't know what's really going on. So don't, this lady came out and said, why did you do that with my display? And I just said to her, well, and then I told her the story. I said, it was either I, I did that or I wasn't going to come out. Why? because I just found out my nana died five minutes ago. Oh, oh, that's okay. That's what she didn't give a shit about the balloons. <laughs> but, you know, you always got to be... Another thing, huh? like, go with the flow again. Even if you're the event manager, why is he destroying the balloons, you know? Right. So you've got to also just... You don't know what's going on in people's lives, too. So you, on, on the other side of the fence, she's got to also... If she applies what we're talking today, just go with the flow. There's reasons for everything that you might not understand, you know. And, and then she was totally understanding... 
once you understand what's going on, you know. So, but you know, going back to the point, the show must go on. You've got to still go with roll with the punches and just know that you've you've got the. It's like go go gadget with Inspector Gadget. Go go gadget this. Go go gadget that. Go go gadget. You've got the res- just know you've got the resources in you, and when those bridges come, you know that you're going to cross those bridges and get to the other side because you've got the skills, and that's what faith is. Have the faith that you know. People go, what happens if this happens? What happens? Well, let's just cross those bridges when we come to it. And know that you will get to the other side. And that's what true faith in yourself is. Having that faith in yourself. Not something all spooky that you know. That you know, just know that you will get to the other side and know that you've got the skills in you. Just like a you know, we've got so much in us that we're not tapping into. I always say, and I've spoken to you about this, that look at the spider. Does he need to go to building school to learn how to make that web and get his building license? And then you have to go to City Hall to get a building license to build to build that? No. He just knows how to do it. And like a dog, when he does a, a number two, dogs all scrap their legs, they scratch their two legs behind to cover the dirt. Even if it's on concrete, they still do it instinctually. We've got the skills within us, especially when you, we've got all the, you know, the basic skills in us, like when you get a phone with the basic apps, but then you take, download applications that are tailored to your specific life. So we've all got the basic apps in us too, and just know that, when you find out what your purpose is, you're going to be, have these applications inside you too, the you know the fine-tuned applications that you're born to do, like the apple tree or banana tree, or the you're just born to do it. So the big thing in life I think that's missing in schools is teaching people first things first is to who are you, what are you, what's your purpose? Are you an apple tree, banana tree, peach tree? But unfortunately, they're not te- teaching us. Um, how to think but they're telling us what to think and they pull off your blouses oh no you know, those ones are weird because people fear what they don't understand and you might be here you might be a unique talent or a unique purpose a new curriculum here to bless us with something but unfortunately a lot of these kids have their blossoms pulled up oh no they're not no good or even our mothers and fathers might go oh don't wear those ones dear they might laugh at you here put these ones on which is worse because it's embraced with love so either way people have somehow had their blossoms pulled up which leaves a hole in their soul and they're trying to fill up that hole with all the codependencies and the compulsive behaviours and the addictions. Take your pick, work addiction, food addiction, drug addiction, sex addiction, love addiction. Not that work and food and sex is wrong, but they push, they're trying to push that one thing to fill up the hole in the soul so they can. it's a counterfeit of bliss, basically. And that, as you know, when you're trying to fill up something like a petrol tank, it goes up to full, then it goes down to empty, and then you've always got to try and fill it up, then it goes down to empty. And you're always doing this. And as you get older and you're not doing the inner work and they're fixing up that hole because someone's pulled off your blossoms, you will need more of that filler in there you know, to fill it up and then you'll kill yourself with either food or alcohol or drugs because you know, you'll need more because it's, you're coming numb to that drug. It's not working anymore. You know, Even sometimes antidepressants, people say, it's not working, maybe I should increase my medication. I say, no, increase your meditation. <laughs> you know, Meditate, don't medicate. You know, so meditate on really what you're meant to be and who you are. Find out, find your own bliss. I can't find your bliss, you can't find mine. You know, you can say, oh, I want to do this. And what do you think? Do you think I should do this? Well, I don't know. You find, you know, it will, you know and I say to people, well, what are you? If you were an apple tree, what would you be? An apple tree, banana tree, peach tree? Or doctor, dancer, singer? Well, I don't know. Well, if you don't know, can you put me through to someone who does? Without on hold music, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, find out who you are. Go within, 
And if you're screwed up and you've had someone pulled off your blossoms, stop being all poor me and I'm a victim. Start going through timeline therapy. It's called reverse engineering. How did you get to this point? Stop doing the blame game and I'm a victim and all that, you know. Because if you're brought up to believe I'm not acceptable, I'm not lovable, I'm not valuable, I'm not worthy because someone's pulled off your blossoms, that creates a belief system which is archived in your subconscious. And that's your default setting, like in your phone. You know, when you're frustrated, my God, my, my phone's not working. Then you have to ring up with troubleshoot. <laughs> you know, troubleshoot your life. And go in and go, well, and then you, the person who's on the phone to you, and you go, ah, oh. you go into settings, then go into that, and then go deeper. And, and you see that little enable slip. Is that enabled or disabled? Oh, it's not enabled. Just like we're not enabled. So enable it. And you realize, oh, it's that horrible teacher that pulled off my blossoms and told me, you're an idiot, you're never going to be a dancer. Here, put these plastic ones on like everybody else is wearing, otherwise go to your room. And that damages people. And yes, that's all happened to all of us in some ways. But stop blaming and go in and start regressing. If, you, if, you, if you're an alcoholic, for instance, or you're bashing your partner, you've got to stop and say, why am I bashing my partner? This is the troubleshooting. This is reverse engineering, or they call timeline therapy. And at the end of the day, psychotherapy must begin and occur within the patient anyway, only you, meaning only you know what's in your head. So you've got to take that time, be still and know, and go in and go, why do I bash my partner? Because I get drunk. Or whatever your thing is, alcohol or drugs or whatever. It's mood altering through activity because the pain's too much. So why do I get drunk? Because mm, I'm not happy. Why aren't you happy? Oh, why am I happy? Why am I not happy? Then you'd be really honest with yourself. You've got to say, well, why am I not happy? Only you can answer that. That's the blame game, though. You exactly. know, I'm not happy because this Because, because, that. because. It's yeah. you. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. You know, and I hate that. Well, I dislike it because I don't really like the word hate. I dislike it immensely. But mm. at the end of the day, you know, and then if you're, if you're not happy, then you say, why am I not happy? Well, maybe because I'm not functioning with my true useful purpose. So therefore you're dysfunctional. Functional? Dysfunctional. There's a lot of dysfunctional people out there because they've been told, pull off the, they've been had their blossoms pulled off, which was their purpose. And, and when you're young, you, you sort of want this, and then your parents go, "No, you, why do you want that? You're never going to wear that anyway. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's stupid. That's just like." Mm -hmm. So if a baby is brought up to believe you're not acceptable, lovable, valuable, or worthy, this creates that belief system. So then you will go out the door of your of your life and attract things that are perfectly in alignment with that belief system. So you attract people that won't value you or love you, or treat you accordingly. And then you'll become a victim. So then you're, that's your script. And you'll go out through life and you always attract things that are in alignment with, I'm not acceptable, I'm not lovable, I'm not valuable, I'm not worthy. Why do you think there's uh, thousands of people in, L in my town in LA that are misplaced people, leftover dough, like the one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter system sometimes. So the system's screaming at them and telling them that they're not acceptable, lovable, valuable. Or you're not keeping up with the cool Joneses, so you're feeling inadequate. Don't listen to all that stuff. You've got to access yourself, and whatever your thing is, everybody's got something beautiful to bring to the table. Whether you're a huge big date palm, or your little tiny fern. You know, we've all got something. It's like the big drums in the symphony, or the little triangle. You know, the, the triangle players, ding, wait for it. You know, everybody plays their part in the symphony of life. And symphonia means agreement in, in Greek. So you have to tune yourself before you can come into the symphony and play with others. Otherwise, you're all, ee, 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 you know, you know, and that, and then, and the maestro will go, you get out, you know, potential doesn't give you the gig. Go away and tune yourself and come back, and then you can play. So we've got to realign ourselves to that purpose, and then we're flourishing, and then everything falls into place.
Because mm-hmm. when we're at ease with ourselves, the rest follows. Otherwise, you have dis-ease, disease, discord, dysfunction, disharmony, disagreements. So dis means without. So it's very powerful when you really... That's why I pioneered this retreat called authenticity. That's another Greek word. It means authentikos, which means genuine and pure, not defiled, corrupted, or mixed with something else, unadulteratedly you. So that's what makes you successful. So when, you're, when you are in alignment with that, then you're flourishing. And people will come and find you. They're like, oh my God, look at those lovely flowers. When you go buy flowers for your lover or for their birthday or something or your anniversary, do you go looking for all wilty ones with little petals missing and holes in them? And you don't. Know, you want to get the nice, full, fresh ones that are flourishing, that smell nice. And that's, people will come back to you. You'll get five-star reviews. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Not trying to manipulate people to like you because you've got the pinned-on plastic ones that you stole from someone else. But you always then have to get the next one because those ones are getting all tired and wilty. Then you've got to then steal from someone else or plagiarize from someone else. It's a horrible game. A lot of people, and I agree with you totally, a lot of people are finding this time to either learn to sink or swim, to either survive or thrive during these times. You I know, like that. and survive and survive or thrive. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've noticed that I've talked to so many people, and uh, um, in, in and I find that there are those in that group that are struggling with it that feel like you know they have everybody to blame or everybody else to take responsibility other than mm-hmm. themselves, mm-hmm. which is blocking the actual solutions to their problems. Or you've got other people who said, this is a great time for me to do inner work. Exactly. This is a great time for me to learn Mix it up. more. Like I said, there's nothing permanent ex- except change. Yeah. Change it up. Come up with new ideas. Imagine if everybody took this time, though, and learned how to fly, who learned how to mm-hmm. swim, who never did before, mm-hmm. and who used this as inner work. Do the then inner work. we are going to have huge breakthroughs in this breakdown. Mm-hmm. And I always say, the seeds to a breakdown through lies in the breakdown so you can't Mm -hmm. have a breakthrough without a breakdown exactly so this is such a great time so you know giving our power away is the first step in debilitating ourselves Mm -hmm. to to yeah um incarcerating ourselves where's the prison in the mind i mean where's the prison it's in the mind you know we talk i talk about this in my book guys in case i gotta say it there is uh, pre-orders going on with my book that's launching January 1st, the AOM system, Manifestation Mastery in 30 Days. So I'm putting that out there to let you know. Because you guys, the ones in the know, can actually get this book early. So for, you I've know, got my copy. I mean, I'm not all the way through it yet, but I'm, <laughs> I've started it. It's very, very cool. And it sounds like my sort of story. You mentioned about authenticity too in there. And you're realizing that you weren't in alignment with people it, with in your life that weren't in alignment with that authenticity, you know. And when we're kids, we we have that authenticity because kids are enthusiastic, and that's another Greek word, enthusiasmos. It means being plugged into the divine, the th part in the theo, because Greek words are sometimes three words stuck together, like philosophy is philo, and Sophia is a girl's name. Philosophia, that's like a mini sentence, friend of wisdom, you know. So. Um, enthusiasm is enthusiasmos in Greek. It means the theo part comes the theology, the divine God. So it's being plugged in, and that's why children are so adorable. 
and animals because they're not contaminated. Like I said, genuine and pure, not defiled or corrupt, would mix with something else. But when often we lose our inner child, and I've read books years ago, I had to reclaim my inner child too and go back, and I don't let anybody take away my blossoms anymore. To be I don't authentic, care. live authentically. Exactly, this is me. This is me, like that song that came out a couple of years ago. And you know, and what other people think of me is none of my business. It's only what I think of me. So I'm not going to compromise my integrity anymore just to fit in or get a bit of love or fame. So it's very important to find out who you are and stick with that and don't get distracted by what other people think. Hold on to it. Imagine Walt Disney when he would have said, I'm going to have this Never Never Land and I'm going to have It's a Small World with all these little people. They probably thought, he's on drugs or something. Is he all right? Like, it's a small world. Like, trying to put that and just describe that to somebody you think you're on drugs, right? But look at it. We're probably all been to it's a small world but it's there but he would have had a lot of people go, oh you're an idiot that's a stupid idea but you've got to keep the faith keep the faith keep the faith and don't let people don't hang around with people that try and say oh you're an idiot or oh, that's stupid because they're, they're they're the ones that are not plugged in and switched on they're not like the shant I mean we're all like chandeliers but who's plugged in and switched on a lot of them look like wow look at that lovely chandelier it looks like a million dollar but, but are they plugged in and switched on like the enthusiasm like children and that's when you really are shining and you're a lighthouse and then all the moths come to the flame and you'll be successful because people are, like I said, like the fruits again, you know, they come and, wow, look at those flowers or look at those fruits. People only want those ones, not ones that are all flickering and, or, you know, damaged. And that's, it's, again, you're pushing shit uphill again. <laughs> when it's so hard, it should be easy when you're in the flow with who you are. You really can't let the people and the circumstances, including COVID, which is no different like anything else that can be an stop obstacle you. or stop yeah. you. You mustn't give your power over. And, it, you know, just like my story in the beginning, it's you acknowledge it's there, but you don't make it mean anything bad or wrong. You just go, okay, you know, this is an existence. Okay, so who am I going to be about it? And what am I going to do next? What action am I going to take? Are you going to get better or bitter? Right. And and like, okay, you know, uh, well, you know, so I use the example with my mom. I'm just, you know, oh, the gym's closed. I can't work out. She let COVID stop her, the circumstance stop her, instead of going, okay, got it. Gym's closed. Now, who am I going to be about it? Well, I'm going to be unstoppable. Okay, so what's my action plan? Well, I'm going to start taking walks every day for 40 minutes. Well, put you out know? your old Jane Fonda videos. Or, I'm sure she's got yeah. some of those being your mum. Oh, yeah. No. But that's when you've got to be resourceful. But, but you if make... you're being unstoppable, you're going to be like, duh, YouTube has workout exactly. videos, duh. You know, and it's going to be right there for you. But if you're like, oh, I can't because of COVID, you're not it's not even going to occur to you. You're going to miss out on the opportunity to even think of these options that you have. We actually, we're actually in an era today where everything is online. Imagine if this happened, we didn't, we didn't have internet, like the Spanish flu or something. You know, we'd all be like killing ourselves, you know, if we, if we didn't. I and mean, we, we're actually spoiled, really. We, we can go on, on YouTube and do it. Imagine, yep. but you know what? I come from an era before all these computers came in. Now I might be giving away my age. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I was very resourceful. I learned it from my grandfather. Work with what you got. You know, if you haven't got the, the gym's clothes, like I said, use the edge of a chair and do sit-ups or change it up. Don't get so codependent on the way you... Sometimes it's good to mix it up. Do, do it different. You know, get, 
try other new things. There's always ways around it, you know, rather than just complaining it's not the way you've always had it. Like I said, I've had to mix it up with singing telegrams and I have to do, I'm doing Zoom performances now from my house. But the upside of that, I've got agents all around the world. Sometimes when I get agents, go, are you, where are you? And I'm, you know, I'm Australian as well. So my agents back home say, are you around? I said, I have to decline the gig sometimes because I'm not in town. But now my, my agents in, in Australia are saying, doesn't matter where you are now if you're going to do a Zoom performance. So I'm getting actually more work now internationally because I'm doing videograms or video performance. Or I'm, I'm also emceeing now. I did my first MC job. But it was like a big Zoom thing with hundreds of people watching. So I was anchoring it like a television presenter, like a host. But instead of, I mean, a lot of my stuff is sort of like Academy Awards style hosting. I come out singing a few songs as an intro and keep it flowing all the way through the night. Big gala dinners, charity balls, you know, conventions, all, you name it. But now I'm doing it through Zoom. And I hope I don't want to have to do that for the rest of my life because there's nothing like a live audience. And it's probably nothing like going to the gym either, opposed to squatting on the edge of your kitchen chair, you know what I mean? But you've still got to be resourceful. Like you and, you know, you and I had a meal before we, you know, did this and we were talking about, what have you got in the cupboard, you know what I mean? And some people would go, oh, I haven't got anything. But if you're resourceful, you can open it up and go, what could I make with it? But a lot of people are not resourceful. And I learned that from my grandfather. You can make something from nothing. I mean, I come from the era where we made our own pinball machines. We've got nails and rubber bands, you know, and they would be bouncing off the rubber bands in between two nails. And we made our, you know, got a board, a flat board and nailed it in and made our own pinball machines. We made our own cubby houses. We made our own fortresses. And we would make stuff around us. You know, that's what you've got to do. You've got to be resourceful. But a lot of people are spoiled today, if anything. They go, I haven't got one of my normal things. Well, make something. Change it up. Go with the flow rather than sitting there all going, collapsing on a, in a heap, going, oh, poor me, poor me. And then you're missing the magic. So we've got to teach our kids to be resourceful too. But unless they've got the latest Nintendo and the latest this, the latest that, I can't have fun. That's the sad thing about our generation today. You know, We used to all go outside and play, make our own. We'd all hang around. The, all the kids in the street would play. But now everybody's too scared to cross the street to see their neighbour. We've got fancier homes but more broken homes, wider freeways but more narrow viewpoints, and a lot in the store window but nothing in the storehouse. It's all show. So we've got to go back to some of the basics. And I think 2020 has made us come back to the things that are really important. I think we've collectively, because the law of attraction applies not just individually, but you know, you get the, the sins of the forefathers, so to speak, go down the generations. So there's the family attraction. When I say sin, it's just another word of saying you know, dysfunctional behaviours go down the generations and it should nip it in the bud. But you can collectively, all those, all those Thompsons, they, you know, all outsiders can see the problems, but my, often, often the insular family can't see the problems that they all have. So we inherit stuff with our family. And then the whole family, there's a law of attraction based on that belief system. Then we have our, our state. And then we have our country. Then we have the world. So we've all globally attra- attracted pollution because we all use aeroplanes we all you know that's a law of attraction cause and effect so right down to the individual there's a law of attraction but there's a law of attraction even globally for what we're doing so this has been a big wake-up call 2020 (laughs) i said 2020 vision or 2020 division (laughs) so going back to the covid thing you know yes it's inconvenient 
But what are we all going to do? Just sit down and wait for it to go back to how it was? Or are you just going to, for the, for the time being, work with what you got? And if, you're, and if everybody does their purpose, like look at these nurses and doctors. That's not their normal routine at the moment, but they still, the show must go on for them. In fact, they're working triple the time. But they're not sitting there going, oh, it's not like I normally, I didn't want all this. But they're still being nurses and doctors, even in the adversity times. And whatever you are out there doing what you do best, mix it up, change it up, but still do what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. Like the guys on the Titanic, just keep on doing what you're doing, even if you're sinking. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, yeah, no, really, really great. Uh, really good stuff. I, I want to mention also about you, the way that you actually work. The way that you actually work is so unique and so phenomenal. Now, you do all these incredible, well-known characters, and you do them like top five star, okay? Like top, top, top of the line. I know this for a fact. But what's also interesting is how you weave these enlightening information that you... That you give in your performances that is so transforming and so healing for people but you do it in such a way that you don't even realize it's being done but you walk away that much more enlightened and that much more happier and that much more clear and and it's life-changing it's extraordinary it's you really really do change people's lives not just entertain them and make them laugh or you know and and, and captivate them I like to I like to raise the awareness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my core brands is I like to make people go away and go, wow, I never thought about it like that before. Yeah. And I like to free people from concern, and I'm a laugh doctor. That's why I left, you know, moved on from the health retreat. For circumstances, made me move away from that. I I realized I used my skills to do all the marketing and get all my, you know, entertainment friends and television presenters to come and help me out to get it birthed and launched. But then I realized that was my purpose. And I went back into entertainment because of the leverage thing again. Right, instead of one on one, I could. I've sang on television in the Philippines. It was three million people watching me on in an audience. If I kept doing that, knocking on a single door, I'd probably still be doing that performance one on one to each door I'd knock on. But I did it in front of one song, three million people through the television, and that's powerful. So I looked at the leverage thing, and that's why I love doing live events because it's interactive too. And I love the people. That's why I do miss the crowds, but. Like I said, you've got to go with it and mix it up. But, you know, I love freeing people from concern, raising this awareness. But, you know, it's you can download this, educate people through comedy. Because, you know, when you're standing up, and I might be the Queen of England, which I do, or the Austin Powers, but I say profound things. But I'm like the puppeteer with all these characters. So people know Austin or the Queen. They go, oh, hello, and they start playing with you, interactive. But especially the corporate gigs I do, they come in there with their corporate masks on because it's politically correct and all that. But I'm really being authentic still, even though I'm a character, but I'm still Jason underneath it. But I'm connecting with them like children and animals do. They they look at you straight away and there's that authenticity that the person feels. And I sort of look past their invisible mask and go, you know, it's almost like I'm saying, hey, school's out, come out and play, unzip. It's okay to be, you know, the art of play. Bring out your inner child. Dance, because dancing and laughter lowers your blood pressure, builds up your immune system, it de-stresses you, it releases serotonin and endorphins, and my favourite, it promotes creativity. 
So that's why I do what I love doing, even though it's, I get paid for it and I love seeing people happy. But also I've just slipped in something deep. I'll go away and think, well, actually, what he's saying is actually true underneath it all. So I'm educating people and teaching people through comedy. You know, simple things like reminding people about the art of living and why we're here. And sometimes it might be an earthquake that day and I've still got a gig on and I have to calm everybody down, but the show was already booked, so I've got to free people from concern. And as an MC, as a character MC that I, that I do, sometimes when you're doing live events, you know, you only, it's not like Broadway when you've got months, time, months to rehearse, you know, I'm emceeing all these increments of acts, like now the belly dancer's coming out, or now the fire juggler, or now the band, or here's the, the CEO coming up and speaking. But sometimes the food's running behind, so they're saying to me, Jason, the, the band's running late, or the food's and so I've got a stool in front. Going back to what I was saying before, sometimes life's like that. You've got to speed up a bit or bring it back a bit, but you've got to keep it flowing. You know, the timing is important, so it was my job to keep the front of house going because the band's running a bit late and I've got a stall, but the audience doesn't know that. And then they finally say, the band's, the band's here, the band's here. And I go, okay, or anyway, next up. You know, and I've got to keep it all flowing, go with the flow. And so that's my job, and I love it. I love making people happy. I'm like a laugh doctor. But as I'm getting older... I've got all these characters, but you know, I've got so much of this knowledge that I've experienced like you have, and we've gone through a lot of pain in some ways to find out this, to come back to this authentic stuff, which is all encrypted in us, inside us. You know, as I'm getting older, I'm learnt, you know, the puppeteer, which is me, <laughs> is coming out more, you know, just as me, because I'm a character, you know, myself. But I use my cover characters like people do in a band, I use cover songs, but it's still a good story. But you're adapting that to someone else's story and you're singing that song too, and people relate to that. And same with comedy, because you're bringing out things that are inside. It's going, oh my God, that's what I was thinking. And you've suddenly freed people from concern, or you've downloaded and you've imparted something through comedy that they've gone away and they've changed and you've changed their life, and they wake up the next morning and go, wow, I never thought about it like that before. Or you've encouraged people to keep going, or to make people feel that it's all okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I always love having my conversations with you. And, you know, that's, we've covered so much. I mean, I just, I am inspired by this, by this show. I mean, I love it. It's, it just feels so life-changing. And I really want to thank you for being here on the show tonight. Well, thank you for having me. It's been, it's been a hoot and a holler. Oh, yes, <laughs> it absolutely has. And, we, you know, there's such powerful and transforming information and discussion here. And just, it, I love it. I love it. I love it. And thank you, too, for raising the awareness and doing your purpose now, too. I know you were performing all that, too, in the past as well. Now you've trans transitioned or moved into this and you're enlightening people. So I thank you, too, for raising the awareness and freeing people from concern because even people maybe listening to this today is going to make people go away and go wow i don't feel so feared out now mm -hmm. you know? no absolutely a absolutely so you're healing people and you're just reminding of people what's you know it's all encrypted in us you're not you're actually illuminating what's all in in us uh-huh i i thank you so much jason for that i really do <laughs> um Everyone, uh, thanks again for listening. You can always check out what I do, getyourlifenow.com, jasonthompson.net. Check him out. I mean, he's available. Call me for a consultation if you'd like. Check out the website, read the testimonial page, and also join or find me on, subscribe to the channel, go to YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, 
I'm everywhere. Thank you for being here, Magic and Miracles guy. Until next time, bye.